You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Shortly after the one-month anniversary of the heart-wrenching disaster in Lahaina, the locals faced a den of thieves. When I was on the island last week, I appointed Bob Fenton one of the nation's leading emergency managers, and I mean that, that's not hyperbole, who's been on the ground in Hawaii since before the fires erupted as our chief federal response coordinator. Listen to what Biden said. He said Bob Fenton was placed there specifically for the long-term recovery of Maui. There hadn't been any fire. He was placed there before the fire, which means the fire was planned. Build back better, is it just, it's not just a slogan, they mean it. they're talking about building America back in a way that will be, you know, more sensible and have have better energy um, for our people. Stakeholders disguised as city council members. Are you engaged? Are you a stakeholder? Are you written? Is your name listed as a stakeholder of any of the redevelopment plans regarding a smart city? By a raise of hands, I would like to see a raise of hands because the information is out there. Raise of hands. I can tell you the Department of Planning... DLNR, DBED, housing, all of you, all of these agencies, and I'm not saying to you directly, but you're here representing these agencies, therefore, it is your responsibility to tell the truth. We know very well that you guys, as the third largest stakeholders, the state, do want that land and can take it when you deem it a natural disaster. And an army of federal, state, and local goons unleashing the unthinkable. No, I literally cannot get over there. That's just the way it is. Well, I, I, I've been ordered not to let anyone cross the bridge, so. sent all the kids home from school because of the wind advisory and we found out yesterday that we lost a whole neighborhood of children i'm talking a thousand and fifty kids gone without a trace they have absolutely no clue where these children are it's like they vanished into thin air the hawaii governor had downgraded the horror claiming that the number of people missing had dropped to 66 but the locals knew the awful truth i think it's in a thousand not hundreds. You tell me if it makes any sense. One child, one child is dead. All that destruction that you see, one child is dead. Now they're saying only 66 people are missing. There are 400 plus people they can't get a hold of, which makes no sense either. You can see a bunch of school buses. These are the school buses that were taken away from the fire by military professionals. If you're looking for the children, they're probably Somewhere in this general facility. This morning on the water in upcountry Maui, the first time toluene was detected in water samples taken from the Upper Kula treatment plant. The lab reports are from August 14th and 16th and detected trace amounts well below the federal and state maximum contaminant level of 1,000 parts per billion. Toluene is in the water. What they failed to tell you is that toluene is commonly referred to as TNT. Yes, the same TNT that you find in dynamite or explosives. Wow local propaganda attempts to brainwash the local Hawaiian people into not believing what their eyes see and their ears hear. There were some outlandish conspiracy theory claims being made and shared on social media. 
disinformation campaign immediately after the Maui wildfires was spread by China and Russia. From weather warfare to floating bodies on another island, thousands of missing children to a Maui land grab, experts say the online posts can start as genuine concern, but that China and Russia are now using artificial intelligence to amplify it, spread fear and distrust in government. When you start talking about laser beams and heat rays coming from space that would take out people in Maui, come on, let's get real. Uh, somebody's uh, home security camera, when one of the fires started, it was just an explosion. So uh, they could do multiple pulses. They, in fact, so they got plenty of time to execute. That's what you're saying, right? It, it takes about two minutes for a one meter wide uh, burst to to set fires over a mile. And again, there's atmospheric interference, and that's why it's such an erratic pattern. Governor Green said on HNN Spotlight Now, he'll take disinformation concerns to the president. It's Tuesday, September 19th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. I am filling in for the great Harrison Smith today. My name is Chase Geyser, and it is an honor and a pleasure to be with you on this show again. This is one of my favorite shows on the network. There's three to choose from, so they're all one of my favorites. But it's always an honor and a pleasure to be with you. This is my favorite studio, though, here, I will say. It is by far the coziest. You know, a lot of people don't realize when they watch the other shows because we have such a consistent vibe and a consistent feel here at InfoWars. They don't realize when they watch the other shows that for the hosts, the three rooms actually feel quite different. So this room is by far the coziest. Dan did a great job of decorating. I'm going to have to have him come do some interior design at my house. Owens is the second largest, and when you're sitting in the chair, the big throne of Alex's show, you do feel sort of like you're floating in space. It's a very big, open room. You're staring into sort of darkness as these lights shine on you, and it does feel like you're floating sort of in this abyss. So I can understand why Alex is able to pick up all the channels that he's able to pick up in terms of the truth, because... He's literally orbiting and floating in space when he's in that room. So we've got a whole bunch of crazy news going on. I think you guys heard about the F-35 going missing yesterday. Weber, I'm not sure if you um, got the news, but I did figure out who was behind the missing F-35 because I spoke to uh, Alex from Michigan, and he said it was the Jetsuits. (laughs) Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that call. So... um, I don't even really know what to think about the F-35 situation yet because the first thing that we know is we can't really believe anything that we hear from our own government, can we? Uh, It wouldn't be the first time that they lied about what happened to a jet, but there's so many different things that could have happened. So the reporting now that they found at least traces of it, if not the whole thing, in uh, what is it, Williamsburg County. And first of all, I wonder if they found it at all. Maybe they're just saying that they found it to sort of end the story. The second thing that was really weird about it is that they actually reached out to the public, admitted that it was missing, and asked for help finding it, like as if they set up a hotline. And it seems to me that that's absolutely ridiculous, and 
they were just sort of reaching out to the public to ask for help and finding it because they suddenly wanted to make the public aware that it was missing to begin with, which I, I just thought it was so bizarre that that would be the way that they would go about handling it. You think that they would do things like alert you know, various military bases, various satellites, various infrastructure and communications with the military, but then to reach out to the public and say, hey, by the way, if you guys see a jet fly by, please, you know, call this hotline that just doesn't seem like the actual way that they would go about finding a missing jet if a missing jet was in fact missing. So that was the first thing that was weird about it. Why do they want us all to know that they'd done this, that this like super embarrassing thing had happened? The second thing that was weird about it is I believe that the F-35, a lot of the infrastructure for it has actually been hacked already. It was sort of intelligence that was revealed. What am I looking at here? Working with to locate the F-35 that was involved? Oh, yeah, the pilot. Yeah, yeah. They gave the number? <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe they put out the InfoWars number, 877 <laughs> We should totally rework that that tweet, by the way, so that we can use our number in it for a graphic. So, yeah. So, I believe that a lot of the intelligence around the F-35 has actually been leaked or sort of made aware – our enemies have been made aware of it. So, I have a, a close friend who got his master's in cyber intelligence about 10 years ago while I was in my undergrad. And – he said that he wrote his dissertation, I think, on the, the, the cyber vulnerabilities of the F-35. But when I called him yesterday, he's like, look, because I was like, hey, it sounds like the plane got hacked and the pilot no longer had control of it. So he ejected himself from it. And he's like, no, 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 no. You can hack the F-35 and force eject the pilot. So what he thinks happened is we got hacked by China or somebody, and they literally just kicked the pilot out of the plane and took the plane. So I'd be very interested to see what's going to happen with that. But the, it, the, the third thing that could be possible is what if we, for some reason, secretly needed to get an F-35 to Ukraine? That's the that's – the, the real question. Now, I know that we're giving aid to them constantly. I know that when the war broke out – Biden came out and said that if we're giving jets to Ukraine, then that's World War III, folks, right? He famously said that. So what if for some reason we needed to secretly move an F-35 to a location, whether it was Ukraine or a surrounding ally or whether we wanted to give it to Taiwan or something? I don't know. Maybe this is all ridiculous. But we could just say that we lost it or that it crashed and make the public aware that it was missing, right? So it's more plausible and believable that it crashed if we were to try to secretly relocate it to another location for whatever purposes. But I don't know. I just, I think the whole thing's shady. Certainly can't believe everything that the government says in other news. Hunter Biden is suing the IRS for alleged breach of privacy in the tax probe. And when I heard about this yesterday, I couldn't help but laugh. Do you guys see anything funny about this? Do you guys see what's hilarious about this headline right here? Biden is upset of a, regarding a privacy breach because he's so protective of his personal information. <laughs> You're talking about the guy who left his laptop at a Mac store for months to the point where the laptop was no longer his property and it was given to the IRS with literally every single crime he ever committed documented in either voice recordings, video recordings, text recordings, or email recordings. And now he's mad at the IRS for 
his breach of privacy. Now, I'm no friend of the IRS. I'm mad at the, mad at the IRS because three months out of every 12 months of the year that I work, I work for them. And I think that they're thieving, scheming bastards. But the breach of privacy is just next level. So the lawsuit was filed less than a week after Hunter Biden was indicted on gun charges related to his 2018 purchase of a firearm. We went over that together on Friday. President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, sued the Internal Revenue Service on Monday, alleging that his privacy rights were violated when agents aired concerns to Congress and the media about the handling of the investigation into his taxes and business dealings. So best defense is a good offense, right? (laughs) In a 27-page lawsuit, Hunter Biden's lawyers centered on a pair of IRS agents, Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler, who have said Justice Department officials slow-walked and stymied the investigation into the president's son. The younger Biden's lawyers argued that in airing concerns about the handling of the criminal inquiry, the two agents disclosed information that federal law deems should be kept secret. Noting that Hunter Biden is the president's son, the lawyers wrote, Mr. Biden has no fewer or lesser rights than any other American citizen, and no government agency or government agent has free reign to violate his rights simply because of who he is. Which again is ironic because simply because of who he is is the reason that he's not in prison, right? So yes, it's true that he has no fewer rights or lesser rights than any other American citizen just because he is the son of the president of the United States. But he certainly doesn't have any more rights or more privileges or more protections because of that. Why is it then that Hunter Biden can get away with leaving cocaine in a White House bathroom? Why is it that Hunter Biden can get away with abusing an underage relative? When everybody knew about it, why is it that he can get away of foreign dealings with China or Russia or Ukraine that are probably illegal, definitely illegal, actually, if you look into it, and then launder that money for kickback to his dad, but he doesn't have any more rights than any of us. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back after this break to cover more great news here. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and support the network in any way you can. We do have the new Trifecta Pack sale going on get 40 percent off when you get dna force plus real red pill plus and bodies together at infowarsstore.com this is the perfect stack to decrease systemic inflammation and simultaneously increase your energy mental clarity and focus we've been working on selling bodies it's almost out of stock i believe we got dna force plus at infowars life it's back at 25 percent off make sure you check out these awesome products i do believe in them and stick with us folks because we will be back after this break visit infowarsstore.com Have you tried taking the real red pill? A -a one-of-a-kind heart and brain formula designed exclusively for InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most powerful ingredients in Real Red Pill Plus is pregnanolone. Pregnanolone levels decrease with age, and low levels are associated with fatigue, low brain function, and unhealthy aging. The Real Red Pill Plus also provides essential trace minerals, such as vitamin B12, calcium, copper, and zinc. Featuring naturally occurring L-theanine, caffeine, and theobromine, the energy blend inside the Real Red Pill Plus provides an extra pick-me-up for your day that goes beyond the second cup of coffee. So visit 
visit InfoWarsStore.com, go down the rabbit hole, and try taking the real red pill. Now 25% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. You're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to say in the next 60 seconds. Two new incredible products are now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. They are both clones of national best-selling products from a major pharmaceutical-slash-supplement maker that are listeners and patriots that are allowing us to private label it at a lower price you'll find in stores. It's Joint Relief Max and Nerve Renew. Both of these have known documented natural compounds to lower pain and to also make your nerves healthier, which is one of the major reasons nerves get irritated and are more inductive to pain. There's major research behind this all. You need to get Joint Relief Max from InfoWars MD and Nerve Renew from InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Introducing them both, 25% off. You'll find them exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund their operation. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Jazz on Jazz with your host, Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. Mm, yes. It's good to be with you folks. So much crazy stuff going on. We covered last week that Netanyahu was going to be visiting Elon Musk to talk about anti-Semitism on the platform X in the face of Musk's new lawsuit against the ADL. And as I was joking during the break, nobody puts BB in a corner. Netanyahu tells Musk he hopes... He can work within the confines of the First Amendment to stop anti-Semitism on Twitter. I hope you can work within the confines of freedom of speech to ensure that the speech we don't like is stopped. Now, I am not an anti-Semite. I am an anti-anti-Semite, which should be our next T-shirt. But I believe in freedom of speech. I'm basically a freedom of speech absolutist. I would even go so far as to say that many of the things that are not protected by freedom of speech, actually not protected by freedom of speech, should be. I just think people should be able to say whatever they want, whenever they want, no matter how terrible or atrocious that it is, because I believe that the only way to counteract lies or hate or dishonesty is in the context of the truth, and whenever you create censorship, you always inadvertently or intentionally censor the truth. The truth does not need lies to be silenced, but lies do need the truth to be silenced. It's a lot easier to get away with a lie or with hate or with dishonesty when nobody actually hears the truth, the, the alternative. We see it in science all the time, right? We've, we've had bad theories that seem the most plausible for an extended period of time until a scientist or a mathematician comes out and they prove what's actually true. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that does make more sense. You know, we've been believing this one thing this whole time. But now that this new development is in our faces, it's obvious that this is actually probably what's most likely. This is actually probably what's going on. And so I'm always concerned over any sort of language that's used to advocate changes in speech of any form, even if it's speech that I disagree with. And I understand why Netanyahu takes this position. Of course, he's a major leader in Israel. Obviously, anti-Semitism has been a serious problem throughout history for his people. So I understand 
But what's bizarre to me is why is he communicating with Musk about this? Why is he having these interactions? Why does he really care in Israel what Elon Musk does in San Francisco or in Austin, Texas with X.com? So what is really going on? I wonder why else it is that he may be engaging or starting this conversation. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu met with Twitter ex-owner Elon Musk on Monday as part of a public discussion on the dangers of artificial intelligence. So first of all, they get together to talk about the dangers of artificial intelligence. But then the headline is in the context of anti-Semitism on Twitter. So why is it that they're sort of covering up what the real topic of the conversation is and emphasizing this anti-Semitism. And I know it's an InfoWars article, so I'm not saying that we're accused of that, but that is what the story is. The story is all about Netanyahu coming together to speak with Musk about anti-Semitism. But really what this is about is artificial intelligence. And frankly, I think it's funny that the concern is about censoring free speech when artificial intelligence is actually the means by which this can be done because there's no way that any individual monitor or any team or staff or department of speech monitors can manually review every flagged tweet or every tweet with a keyword that you know triggered a system or every reported tweet this is all going to be done by artificial intelligence so if we're talking about an advocation for censorship here and we're neglecting what the real conversation is, which is the dangers of artificial intelligence, then really I think we're missing the point of what the real threat is. In my opinion, the real threat is that this artificial intelligence will be unleashed on these platforms in such a way that conservative voices are silenced. Right-wing voices are silenced. And whether it's right-wing or left-wing, it doesn't really matter. Just any sort of political dissident is going to be silenced by anyone who is at the helm of these platforms, of this technology, of this artificial intelligence. It is going to be able to go through and not only analyze for keywords, but analyze for context, intent, meaning. And Elon Musk just came out this week and mentioned how every day they're finding new code inside Twitter that they didn't know was previously there that was shadow banning and censoring people. Musk said his own account itself had been shadow banned, and he didn't know it until recently because the way the system worked is that if any person or if any account was trending, it would analyze based on a reputation score the strength of that account And the more times an account had been reported, the earlier it was designed in the code that that account would be removed from the trending section, right? So if Elon Musk, as his name, was trending on Twitter, it would be rapidly removed as a trend because his account, having millions upon millions of followers, had been reported so much. And they were just simply using the volume of reports as like a litmus or as a trigger to determine how long somebody could trend. But not only his name, if Elon Musk or if Chase Geyser or if one of you has been reported a lot because you said something controversial or just because a troll farm came after you because they disagree with you about Ukraine and you make a tweet that trends. It's not even you trending. It's just your tweet is trending under any sort of trending keyword. They'll remove that from the top list as well based on the number of reports that you had. So Elon Musk has been at the helm totally reforming, transforming this company for months and months and months and months. 
And he's just now finding new sort of hidden ways in which Twitter had been shadow banning or censoring people. This is the risk of artificial intelligence. This is the risk of these major tech companies being infiltrated by the FBI, by the CIA, by executive branches. Because they can be so insidious that they plant code inside of these platforms in so many different sophisticated and subtle ways that it seems like a legitimate mistake or just a bad sort of business decision. But in actuality, what happens is you wind up with an entire political philosophy or an entire demographic of the population that's totally unrepresented on these platforms because the algorithms are designed in such a way to silence them. So even though no person individually at Twitter may have necessarily even been involved in the censorship of anyone, the code was set up in such a way to do it automatically. That way you can you know, work at Twitter and you can say, we don't actively do anything to censor voices on this platform. We don't censor voices unless they've been flagged or reported as harassment. And they're not technically lying. But they did write the code. The software engineers wrote the code to ensure that those who are mass reported are less likely to trend. And who do you think does the mass reporting, folks? Do you think that there's an army of conservative or right-wing voices out there just logging into Twitter every day to find the next leftist to report? That's not what we do. That's just not our M.O., But just as the leftists go door to door, nursing home to nursing home, dorm to dorm, apartment complex to apartment complex to mine ballots during elections and totally murder any chance of Republican victories because Republicans don't like to do things like voter harvest, just as they do that, when they get home – They become keyboard warriors and they sit and they just mass report, they mass report, they mass report. I have faced the onslaught of Ukraine's bot armies because I am antagonistic toward Ukraine. I don't support either Ukraine or Russia. And whenever I come out and say some zinger that's particularly triggering to the left, I have felt what it's like to be mass reported, folks. And it's, you know, fine, whatever. But if the algorithm is going to silence me for it, then my speech has been violated. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and keep us on Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% to of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super powerful extract using Bodies contains over 95% of the active ingredients in turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system, so if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at M4Store.com and put your body at ease. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video.
Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am your host today, Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. I know you must be tremendously disappointed to see my face instead of the Harrison Smith that you know and love. But there is good news, folks, because I believe tomorrow night he is going to be on with Tim Poole on the TimCast live stream. So we're all really excited for him here that he's going to have that opportunity. And we're also excited that we are going to be exposed to Tim's audience again for the second time in a couple of weeks. Of course, Owen was on last week, had a great episode fighting for the right to free speech, explaining his side of the story and revealing the truth about what the deep state and the government is doing to attack political dissidents at by any means necessary. So I want to dive in with this new virus scare, which is sparking lockdowns in India, over 1,100 now in quarantine. And I find it so funny that they'll put people in lockdown over a new virus scare in India, but they never seem to really do anything about the clean water problem. It's like, bro, don't you think you should do something about the fact that people are drinking diarrhea out of the river instead of you know locking people down over a new virus scare? So over 1,100 people are now in quarantine in the southern Indian state of Kerala as a new virus scare has taken hold, according to reports. Schools, banks, shops, and government offices are being closed in the Kozikodi district, and officials are blaming the deadly Nipah virus. This is my first time hearing of this Nipah virus. So this is not a new COVID virus scare, but of course, all the infrastructure has been put in place by the COVID pandemic. So it's really easy to just demand a lockdown anytime now. And people really won't bat an eye because they're like, oh, you know, we've been through this before. Yeah. Oh, another lockdown. No problem. We've been through this before. So we can just do this again. And the same thing is going to happen here in the United States, folks, over the years. Officials are on alert and taking precautions in the southern Indian state of Kerala because of this Nipah virus outbreak, particularly in the Kozakodi district, said Salima Shivji of CBS News. Some schools are closed, banks as well as government offices, shops are shuttered, and the streets are a bit empty. So what's the deal with this virus? At least 700 people have been confirmed and identified as people who have had some sort of contact with either the victim's or those who are infected, and they are being tested for this virus. Police are monitoring vehicles at checkpoints, and state has set up containment zones in the district where the infections are clustered. The federal government is also rushing in help. This The crazy thing is, I know that they're freaked out about this virus, but I still don't know what this virus does. So let's see if the second page of the article actually shares why they are so scared. The erection of biohazard tents is up. I mean, what does this virus actually do? Weber, do you know what this virus does? I don't think the article says. It locks people down. That is the number one symptom. You can you will not be able to leave your house if, if you you're if you if you're experiencing loss of freedom, you may want to contact your doctor and get a uh, positive test result. <laughs> That'll explain things. <laughs> That's brilliant, man. Well, in other news. Speaking of mind viruses, we did have a male crowned homecoming queen beating out four other girls in Missouri school, <laughs> which, you know, I love this for a couple of reasons. I just love the troll that men are better at, at everything. That's my, my most favorite thing. I often joke that I'm going to identify as a woman so that I can win a chess tournament <laughs> because I think that's particularly offensive. But I mean, if the kids want to vote for some dude to be homecoming queen, <sighs> democracy right folks so 
Oak Park High School students in Kansas City, Missouri, just got sent a message loud and clear. Boys are just better at things than girls. Even at being a girl, Tristan Young, a male student. That's such a pretty name, Tristan. A male student who identifies as a female was crowned the homecoming queen this week. He beat out four lovely female candidates because actually identifying as the gender that you are is like so 2010. Oh, my goodness. This is absolutely hysterical. Well, and the thing is, the, the, these homecoming queens, it's a popularity contest, right? And if you are the trans kid, especially in a small school, you are going to be very popular because you have called all sorts of attention to yourself, which is likely part of the reason that this new trans movement has been so catalyzed. And so all the kids probably think that they're super woke and super progressive and super tolerant, and they're going to vote and support Tristan because of Tristan's struggle. The irony, of course, being that Tristan's struggle is probably the reason for all of Tristan's friendships, attention, and success in terms of in the context of high school. And so I know exactly what this is like because I remember what it was like to be in high school. It actually wasn't even that long ago that I was in high school. It was 2010 when I graduated. And although I don't think this would have flown where I went to school, I can understand why the mind virus has taken over and this sort of thing is happening. You know, things have really changed in high schools. Yeah, I know. I graduated in 2007. Yeah. But in my day, which I went to a a St. Louis area high school. Uh, my high school would routinely nominate homecoming kings and queens as people that were picked on a lot. And so it was kind of a thing. You yeah. didn't really want to be that person. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. You know, in my school. There was a kid that wore diapers and there was a rumor about him. And he got nominated as a homecoming queen or king. And um, the yeah, homecoming felt, king you can depends on. Oh, man. He was <laughs> he was ridiculed. I felt so bad for that kid. Well, I remember Megan Winterland ran for student body president when I was in high school. And she was like the perfect girl. I mean, she was really pretty. She was very smart, straight A student involved and everything. Had a lot of friends. Nice to everybody. She was not mean at all to anyone. She was like a golden girl. She even had golden hair. And everybody just to like teaser voted for Barrett Ludwig to be the uh, class president because Barrett Ludwig was like the stoner kid that did not want to do anything or be involved in anything, didn't even run. And they like just everybody voted for Barrett and he won and it like ruined Megan's day. So now I hear that in my high school, they're actually, this is another phenomenon I want to ask you guys about in the audience. We'll take calls in the next hour. Have you had encountered anything where the class president, either in like a junior high or a high school this phenomenon where it's always a tie between the two leading candidates. Like, have you guys seen any of that or heard any of that? I don't know if, if, if the crew's heard anything of that. My high school for like two or three years in a row, I believe, has had a tie for who the class president is to be. Now, it's very plausible to have a tie in my high school. I graduated with a class of 80. So it's, you know, it's more likely in a small scenario that you would have a draw than if you had 800 kids in a class. But at the same token, I'm almost positive that half of these elections are rigged. Talk about rigged elections. There are no elections in America more rigged than student government elections. Anyway, an appeals court hears parents' argument against school secrecy on student gender changes and related news. This appeals court has heard the oral arguments of the parents of an 11-year-old girl who say her school attempted to illegally keep her gender transition a secret from them. This must be California. We'll find out. Last week, parents Stephen Foote and Marissa Silvestri 
presented their case before the First Circuit Court of Appeals against the Ludlow, oh, it's Massachusetts, Ludlow, Massachusetts school committee who they accuse of attempting to cover up the fact their daughter was transitioning to genderqueer at school. This is exactly what they're advocating for in California specifically, I believe. The government believes now, the state believes that it is child abuse for a parent of a child not to acknowledge their gender identity or their gender transition. So if you refuse to provide the care that your child needs in the eyes of the state, that being the sterilization of your child and the gender transition of them, then the state, in many cases, is advocating for the right to provide that child with the health care they deserve despite you, right? So if you are abusing your child and beating them, then the state can, you know, is supposed to come in and protect that child. In this case, they classify this in the same way. If you're refusing to give them hormone blockers or puberty blockers, then you are an abusive parent, and the state is advocating to not only provide this health care, but in many cases keep it a secret from you that they're doing this to your child because they don't want your child to be threatened by you anymore in the future. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. So much more to cover this morning. We're going to have a great time. And make sure you call in next hour. I'll give out the number in the next segment. My fellow patriots, the Trafecta has not been in stock for years. Many of these products have been sold out for years, but we've not had all three of them at once together at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. This is your best opportunity at the lowest price to support the broadcast, but more importantly, experience DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. All three of these products are back in stock right now for a limited time at 40% off. It would take me an hour to tell you about what's in DNA Force Plus or Real Red Pill Plus or Body Supplement Turmeric Formula. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about these products, find out why they're so game-changing, and get yours today. DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, all three back in stock. It's the trifecta sale. 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on air. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. 
I'm Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith today. I'll be with you this week, today, tomorrow, and Thursday. And today and Thursday, I will also be filling in for the great Owen Schroyer on the War Room as he fills in for Alex on the Alex Jones Show. Elon Musk warns that anyone from Earth is entering the U.S. as 2,200 illegals storm Texas border town overnight. Videos showing thousands of illegal aliens storming a Texas border town caught the attention of Elon Musk, who warned that anyone from Earth is flooding the U.S. during the Biden mass migration crisis. Let's go ahead and take a look at clip two and dive in. Those of you just listening, just screaming Hispanics coming in to the United States on great trains. This is my first time seeing this video. This is crazy. Twenty-two hundred of them just on trains coming straight to the border. Wow! I've never seen anything like that. Weber, is that them cheering or are they being booed at? It sounds like they're cheering. Yeah, haven't you seen Sonombre? Those are obvious cheers. Wow. That is amazing. And the crazy thing is, you know, people who view this, you know, who are thinking about coming to America, that really just emboldens them. You know, they are kind of the train that is plowing through. It looks like fun. I wish that I was an illegal immigrant so I could have that experience. I mean, that is like Jack Kerouac used to hop trains and write books about it. That looks like just as much fun. (laughs) I can't believe this. So the government's supposed to do like what? Three things. It's supposed to do things like enforce contracts, protect private property rights, and protect the border. Those are like the three things the government is supposed to do, right? And for some reason, this government has decided, how about we do everything else except those three things and increase your taxes so that we can pay for everything else? It shouldn't be that expensive to actually keep this country operational. Now, people say time and time again, the United States is the greatest country on earth. The United States is the greatest country on earth. And it technically definitely has been true traditionally up until this point, right? We've been the greatest country in the history of the earth, save maybe uh, ancient Rome. Ancient Rome did some pretty cool things with aqueducts and some pretty impressive things and had a vast amount of control with limited technology in an incredible way for a long period of time. Rome was pretty amazing. But the United States has done amazing things. I mean, the accomplishments that we've made technologically in terms of freedom, I mean, this was an unprecedented experiment. But it's not going to be able to do these things anymore, folks, because all that allowed it to be great is totally disregarded, right? The reason that we had these technological advancements in this country is because we had things like free enterprise. We had things like the transition between socioeconomic classes in a way that was unprecedented because we believed in things like free markets and the ability to earn. And then the more we regulated, the harder it got. And the more we we regulated, the greater the divide between the rich and the poor. And the greater the divide between the rich and the poor, the more the left used as an excuse for increased regulation. 
So the cure that they actually try to give us for the problems that we face is the poison. If they would just stop doing all the things that they do to try to help, please stop helping me, please stop helping me, then we could actually pick up ourselves. That's what the government wants to do, folks. They want to make people more and more dependent on them. They want to disregard what they're actually charged with doing as much as possible so that we exchange all of our rights, all of our lives for their resources. Our resources really just kind of kick back to us. And I know it sounds like, oh, all they want is power. When, when, you hear, when you hear vague terms like this, these grandiose terms, all they want is to subjugate humanity. All they want is power over us. They th- all they want is dominance. It sounds like we're making a case that it's a narcissistic ego thing. And don't get me wrong. There's a component of that. But it's actually much more reasonable and practical than that. The reason they want to subjugate you is because if you're a subject – You belong to them in all that you do, all the work that you do belongs to them. They don't want to make you this docile, unproductive person that leeches off the state in a worn-down apartment building. They want you to be working 16 hours a day in the worn-down apartment building and needing the state, right? This is like 1984. If you go back and you watch 1984, and frankly, I believe that Brave New World is probably even more accurate than 1984 in terms of what's going to happen. But 1984 did a great job of depicting what subjugation looks like because it's not about making everybody poor and unemployed. It's about making everybody dependent on the government and therefore working for the government constantly. In 1984, everybody's got a government job. Everybody goes in, they wake up at the same time in the morning, they go in for their rations, and they perform their duty for the state all day until the sun goes down, and then they go home and they sleep just to do it all over again. The government wants you to work. They want unemployment to be zero. Trust me. They just want you working for them. And right now, the way that it's set up is you already work for them one out of every four days that you work because the average tax rate on income tax in the United States of America is 25%. Income tax, of course, being a tax that basically only the middle class pays because if you don't make any money, then you don't owe income tax. And if you make too much money, then most of your income comes from capital gains. So you pay capital gains tax, but not an income tax. So the income tax is something almost exclusively reserved for the middle class. This is the enslavement of the middle class. If you are in the middle class, one out of every four days that you work, you work for the government and the money that you give them with the work that you do goes to bomb people in Ukraine, to perpetuate wars in Ukraine, to stoke international fires with China over Taiwan to invade Iraq, to invade Afghanistan. (sighs) Everything that we do, this is like Nuremberg level stuff. I know that I talked the other day about when I was on the Alex Jones show on Sunday about how when the left says that we're going to be on the wrong side of history, what they're really saying is that they're going to persecute us. And I think that's absolutely true. But I'm telling you folks, there's not that much difference between what we're doing now as average Americans in terms of our complicity, and what the good German was doing in World War II. I know that what the United States is doing now is technically not as bad as the Holocaust. I believe that six million Jews were killed in the Holocaust or thereabouts just because they were Jewish. I believe that it was terrible. I really do. But I guess you haven't seen clip three yet. What we're, I haven't seen clip three yet. What we're doing is, and we'll play that at the beginning of the next segment, what we're doing as Americans, is very similar to what the good German was doing who claimed 
ignorance over the Holocaust. Every time you give a dollar to the government, you empower injustice, you empower the mitigation of our own rights, you empower the humanitarian crises that we create, you empower the terrorist attacks that we catalyze, allow, plan, or create as a pretext for these laws. 9-11 was an inside job. Wasn't, isn't just a cool slogan to throw on a t-shirt so you seem fringe when you go over to your friend's house. There is so much evidence that we knew that was going to happen, that we planned it, that we knew who funded it, that we may have coordinated the funding of it, that the CIA was meeting with these terrorists. There is so much overwhelming evidence that 9-11 was an inside job. Every time I hear a spook say that it wasn't, there's a famous video of Bill Clinton responding to a heckler in the audience. The heckler goes, 9-11 was an inside job. And he goes, there's a lot of people that'd be real mad at you for saying that. It's an old video. I remember seeing it on YouTube back when YouTube was cool. But it's what it was. And you're telling me it's the first black, it, it would be the first black flag incident or operation in the United States of America. They do things like MKUltra without any FBI agent getting fired or being released into the public without a job or being punished in any way. They got away with MKUltra. They deleted all the evidence. Nobody went to prison. Or the Bay of Pigs event, which was set up to try to pressure JFK into getting into a war with Cuba. Who got fired over that? Nobody. Because the guy that was going to fire him got shot in the head. Yeah, who got fired over the fact that the CIA actually killed one of our presidents? President after whom I named my daughter because of it. Who's getting fired over the fact that the Biden administration refused Secret Service protection for RFK Jr. and somebody just tried to walk up to him with, with weapons the other day? Our government doesn't do any of the stuff that it's supposed to do, and it does everything else that it's not supposed to do. When are we just going to finally pull the plug and say, whoa, this machine has gotten out of control. This AI system is taking over. This virus is spreading. What we have to do is pull the plug, folks. Stay with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. Visit InfoWarsStore.com. Some bodies. Get the trifecta. Great deals. Great products. I take several of them every day myself. And I'm not just saying that, folks. This is the real deal. Stay with us. Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% to of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super powerful extract using Bodies contains over 95% of the active ingredients in turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system, so if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com and put your body at ease. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith this morning. It is an honor and a pleasure to be with you again. I love this studio. I love this crew. I love this show. And more than anything, I love this audience. 
last segment, I was griping about how the fact about the fact that the government does everything it's not supposed to do and nothing that it's actually supposed to do, especially in the context of this border crisis. And you know, I'm not someone that's been like a hyper border hawk because I understand that a lot of the people that come into this country from South America are good, hardworking people that are trying to provide for their families. I understand that that's probably more than half, right? More than 80%. And I also understand that they do a lot of jobs that Americans aren't accustomed to doing. I can't remember the last time I saw a white guy building a house or mowing a lawn. And it's not because the Mexicans are taking all of our jobs, but it's just because white guys don't know how or want to do that stuff. I worked in contracting businesses, businesses before. I was a project manager for a painting contractor. And I can tell you that the white guys don't want to do the work like the Mexicans do. That's just the way that it is. I understand that. Okay. But when you have just totally open gates... This is such a threat to our security, to our rights, when our state resources are allocated to people that are not citizens of the United States while citizens of the United States suffer. When you have these gates open so that the cartel is coming in, so that, what is it, 80,000 children are missing, where are their parents? The fact that we don't have 80,000 or 160,000 parents asking for 80,000 children that have just disappeared is alarming to me because that implies to me that those parents sold those kids. That's why they're not asking to look for them. We have a major human trafficking thing going on in the United States. The cartel is certainly exploiting the border. And frankly, the Biden administration is doing nothing about it because Hunter Biden probably appreciates the cocaine shipments. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why. They're, this is why I think we're compromised. It's, it's, it's more than just incompetent. It's got to be deliberate at this point. It seems like all of our enemies are winning constantly, and it's not because we've been tricked or because, you know, it's a really hard chess game that we're playing internationally, it's because our leaders are just stupid or compromised. In our case, Biden is both, and the people around him are both. On Monday, Fox News correspondent Bill Malugan posted stunning footage shot from both sides of the U.S.-Mexico border as more than 2,000 illegal aliens swarmed Eagle Pass, Texas in a matter of hours. Folks, this would not be possible if we figured out a way to solve the remittance problem. And it, you, you can look at leaders in South America. They've said this before on the air. Remittance is when people come over to the United States and they send money back that they earn here. And that is the incentive that so many people come to the United States. A lot of people think they're coming here to exploit us and whatever. And that's true to a certain extent. But what they're really doing is usually a young man will come across the border, either legally or illegally, work like crazy, basically every moment that the sun is up, and send almost everything that he earns back home to his family in Mexico where the dollar goes so much further than here in the United States while he's living with maybe four to eight other men that are doing the same thing in like a two-bedroom apartment. I saw this when I lived in Southern California. I lived in the least expensive apartment complex that I could find in the area because we were on a budget and we saw Mexican families of four or excuse me, families of eight, like two families of four, maybe three families of four in some instances living in the two bedroom apartments that were identical to the two bedroom apartment that just my wife and I were living in. And it's because they were sending their money back to Mexico. Our cleaning lady is a legal immigrant to the United States. And she sends money to, to relatives in Mexico all the time because the money goes so much further there. So the way to solve the problem is not only just to put up a wall or have stricter border policy, but if we taxed remittance or if we regulated remittance or if we sanctioned these countries 
because of the amount of money that we're pumping into their economy. Keep in mind, the governments of these countries want their citizens to leave and come to the United States because A, they become less dependent on the socialist systems that exist there, and B, they flood the economy with U.S. dollars when they do it. So all these countries want their citizens to come over here and send money back in. It's great for them. So until we have sanctions on remittance, these governments are going to do nothing to mitigate the influx of their citizens into our country. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. We're going to dive into some more cool stuff. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. And don't forget that we do have the 40% off when you get the DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and bodies together at InfoWarsStore.com. Get the trifecta pack in two days. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. My name is Chase Geyser. I am filling in for Harrison Smith. It is an honor and a pleasure to be here with you today. I love this song. Found it in John Wick. I think it was in the first John Wick. I want to start off this segment by talking about this new MSM report on government covert camment bioweapons testing. Let's go with clip three. This next story is so unbelievable, we didn't think it could possibly be true. But after receiving thousands of records and declassified reports from the Army, it's confirmed that during the Cold War, the United States military conducted secret tests on unsuspecting people in the city of St. Louis. A local sociologist will make her findings public tomorrow, but she spoke first to the I-team's Lisa Zygman. Lisa Martino-Taylor's life work has been to uncover details of the Army's ultra-secret military experiments carried out in St. Louis and other cities during the 1950s and 60s. This study was secretive for a reason. Um, they didn't have um, volunteers stepping up and saying, yeah, I'll breathe zinc cadmium sulfide with radioactive particles. These Army archive pictures show how the tests were done in Corpus Christi, Texas in the 1960s. In Texas, planes were used to drop the chemical, but in St. Louis, the Army placed chemical sprayers on buildings and station wagons. City officials were kept in the dark about the tests. The Cold War cover story was that the Army was testing smoke screens to protect cities from a Russian attack. The truth, according to Martino Taylor, was much more sinister. It's pretty shocking. Um, the level of duplicity and secrecy, um, um, clearly they went to great lengths to deceive people. By making hundreds of Freedom of Information Act requests, she uncovered once classified documents that confirmed the spraying of zinc cadmium sulfide. The greatest concentration of this compound was sprayed near the pruitt Igo housing complex just south of downtown St. Louis. It was home to 10,000 low-income people, and an estimated 70% were under the age of 12. Martino Taylor claims they all unknowingly inhaled this compound morning, noon, and night, so the government could measure its effects on their lungs. So this was in violation of all medical ethics, all international codes, and the military's own policy at that time. In 1994, then-Congressman Richard Gephardt asked the Army to open its records and explain the St. Louis testing. We want to make very sure that nothing went on that would harm anyone and that all the facts are out on the table. Documents released in the 90s show the Army placed sprayers on this former Knights of Columbus building on Lindell and in Forest Park. The Army always insisted the chemical compound was safe. 
Martino Taylor believes documents prove otherwise. There's a lot of evidence that indicates that people in St. Louis and the city, particularly in minority communities, were um, subjected to military tests that was connected to a larger radiological weapons development and testing project. For the first time, she links the St. Louis testing to a company called U.S. Radium, a company notorious for lawsuits involving radioactive contamination of its workers. United States Radium um, had this reputation where they had been legally liable, found legally liable uh, decades prior, for um, producing a radioactive powdered paint that killed many young women who painted fluorescent watch dials. While the Army admits it added a fluorescent substance to the zinc-cadmium compound, details of whether it was radioactive remain secret. Documents uncovered to date indicate the Army never conducted follow-up studies to see whether the compound caused long-term health issues. In 1972, after years of crime, poverty, and decline, the government destroyed the Pruitt-Igo housing complex. Lisa Zygman, News Channel 5, I-Team. Now, the company U.S. Radium no longer exists. Martino Taylor has placed all of her research, including the declassified documents, online and will link you to that data at KSDK.com. Now, she will make all of her findings public tomorrow at St. Louis Community College, Merrimack Campus. In the meantime, if you remember the spring, the I-Team's Lisa Zygman would like to hear from you. You can email her at lzygman at KSDK.com. You know, I hear from conservatives all the time, the United States will never truly become a tyranny because we have the Second Amendment and the people can fight back. That's what the Second Amendment is for, right? Second Amendment is so that we can fight back against tyranny. Should our government become unjust, we can stand up and fight and protect our own rights. Well, where's everybody been? MK Ultra from the 50s, 60s, and into the 70s, up through 73 is when they say that it ended. They performed experiments on Americans, psychological experiments, some of which included torture or psychological abuse, others of which included LSD, some of which included an unwilling dosing of LSD to regular citizens, and then the research of those people. Several people involved in MKUltra, by the way, if you look it up, wound up performing several terrorist acts, right? It was Ted Kaczynski's the most famous one. He was an MK Ultra researcher. That's actually documented. There's speculation that Jim Morrison was involved. There's speculation that the, the man who shot John Lennon was involved in MK Ultra. There's speculation that Lee Harvey Oswald was involved as a subject of MK Ultra. Everybody that was basically in contact with MK Ultra wound up really screwed up, and the government deleted all of the evidence when it came to light that this program existed. They deleted all the paperwork. I mean, they deleted documents like the Nazis were deleting documents while Germany was being invaded. They were just burning everything. And no one gets fired. No one gets prosecuted. We have COVID lab leaks. We know that gain of research, gain of function research was taking place in the Wuhan labs. And we know that this research was taking place there because it had become illegal in the United States under the Obama administration. So we outsourced it to China because they don't have any rules over there. They're arbitrary rules. And this lab leak happens. The government's responsible for, for COVID lab leaks, folks. At least indirectly, it's complicit, certainly. It's funding the lab that leaks a virus that kills millions of people, and then it makes money on the other side by forcing everybody to take a vaccine that doesn't work. 
Chemical weapons testing that we just went over, Operation Paperclip, where we hire a whole bunch of Nazis to come work for NASA. Project Mockingbird, which we talked about on Sunday night, where the government infiltrates mainstream media outlets to control the narrative, especially during the Red Scare. The JFK assassination in light of the Bay of Pigs, which was almost certainly the CIA. 9-11, which was almost certainly an inside job. Weapons of mass destruction, which did not exist in Iraq as an excuse to invade Iraq. Vietnam, which was started under a false flag, which killed over 60,000 Americans forced to fight on a draft. 2008 economic crisis, which they should have known was coming for a decade before it was coming, which was called out by the likes of Michael Burry for years before it happened to no response. And then when the crash happened, not a single person goes to prison, I think, except for maybe one just sort of offshoot banker for hiding financial information. But nobody got punished for that. Meanwhile, the billionaire class, the political class, made millions upon millions of dollars buying up everything which value had plummeted. During that crisis, the 2016 DNC primary was rigged. Keep in mind, the Democrats just six years ago were complaining that Bernie Sanders had the election stolen from him in the primary against Hillary Clinton. But now you're an insurrectionist if you think that the general election wasn't rigged or if you think the general election was rigged. Why is it that they would so easily believe that Bernie had the election stolen from him? But then when you say, oh, they must have stolen the general election, too, they're like, well, that's that's totally unprecedented. They would never do that. Tell me, folks, do you think either party, if it could cheat, wouldn't? Do you think that any politician wouldn't cheat if it were possible to cheat? Let me frame it to you like this. I'll ask you first. Do you think it's possible to cheat on an election in the United States? Imagine what people would have said just 10 years ago before all this controversy. Is it possible to cheat on an election in the United States? Checkmark. Yes. Next question. If a politician can cheat in an election, is there a greater than 50% chance that they will cheat? Checkmark. Yes. So why is it implausible to think that this election was stolen? I mean, the data is already there, but why is it that we're just conspiracy theorists, radical right-wingers, insurrectionists, we think the election was stolen when they thought the last election was stolen, they thought their own DNC election was stolen, but they would never steal a general. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and get 40% off when you get the three products in the trifecta pack together. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. I only encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. 
That's why the system hates you and fears you. That's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. the American Journal, folks. I'm your host today, Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. We have been having a flyby show this morning, a lot of fun. It is always an honor and a pleasure to be with you. Taking calls probably later in this hour, definitely in the next hour. I'll throw out the number later on. Donald Trump is to counter-program the second GOP debate by appearing with striking auto workers in Detroit. Former President Donald Trump Trump will appear with striking union members in, excuse me, of the United Auto Workers, UAW, in Detroit, Michigan, as his opponents squabble for the spotlight on the debate stage on September 27th, according to a report that multiple sources have confirmed to Breitbart News. Tell me, why would Donald Trump participate in a model UN competition when he's so far ahead in the polls? This makes total sense. The New York Times first reported on Trump's forthcoming appearance with Detroit auto workers striking against the big three automakers, General Motors, Ford, Stellantis, which will serve as counter-programming to the GOP debate at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California. This is Donald Trump showing that he is not a politician. This is the difference. While the political class, while the ambitious political squabblers are debating on stage, he is going to be with the people. He did this in the first election cycle. It worked for him. And he's doing it again. It's going to work for him again. Why would he show up to the debate? Frankly, I think the debates are rigged anyway. I mean, I don't know that the primary debates are, but we know was it Donna Brazil that famously uh, was sneaking the questions that were going to be asked in the debate to the uh, Clinton campaign before the debates even started? Why would you participate in that crap? And frankly, nobody even watches it. I mean, if you just compare the numbers of the last debate to the amount of people that actually viewed the Trump Tucker interview on Twitter, I mean, there was astronomical difference in the amount of people that actually viewed. People don't realize it yet, but mainstream media is dead, folks. It's all about new media. It's going to be podcasters. It's going to be independent journalists. It's going to be platforms like Infowars.com and Band.Video that are going to be the future of the news because, frankly, nobody wants to sit through another pharmaceutical commercial between teleprompted news segments from talking heads in suits that are too nice with haircuts that are too perfect and makeup that's too obvious. It's like they've been wearing makeup on TV for so many years that they didn't realize with the advent of digital cameras, you don't need makeup anymore. And now it's just like abundantly obvious that you have concealer all over your face if you're on TV, but you're still doing it because that's what we've always done on the boomer media. And I'm not bashing boomers, but you guys, man, you got to get with the times. You got to get with the times. 
So as the mainstream media becomes more and more contested and less and less viewed, it's going to become more and more bitter. And we know that one of the main reasons that the mainstream media has been so antagonistic to networks like InfoWars or voices like Joe Rogan is not only because they are infiltrated and compromised by the deep state, but because we are the competition. I mean, would you ever go to a Ford dealership and ask them what they thought about the new Chevy? Do you think that you're going to get an unbiased response from a car salesman trying to sell you a Ford F-150 if you ask him about a new Chevy? You're not. I mean, you you could occasionally encounter an an honest guy that would try his best to give you an an honest response, but it's not going to be accurate on average at scale when you talk to the competition and ask them what they think about their competition. So why is it that we would ever trust what the mainstream media says about InfoWars or Joe Rogan or Podcaster B or Journalist C or Tucker Carlson when it's direct competition? I mean, there are people that watch InfoWars instead of Fox, and Fox knows that. So is Fox going to be accurate or honest about what Alex Jones says? I don't think so. There are millions of people that listen to Joe Rogan for three hours at night instead of watching CNN like they used to for three hours at night, and CNN knows that. How many major car manufacturers advertise on the CNNs or the Fox News networks? Given that information, do you think that they're going to report accurately about safety measures that are being taken at Tesla Motors? Or do you think that they're going to report every single instance of an autonomous vehicle crashing into a wall? Because their competitors, the Tesla's competitors work for, they pay for advertisement on these networks. There's total conflict of interest every step of the way. Every step of the way. And the people are picking up on that. The people don't watch the media as a result of that. And so Donald Trump knows that his time is best spent not standing around watching other politicians squabble on a debate stage as if there even is a competition, but with the people. Now he looks like the right-wing candidate that cares about the unions while Joe Biden's on vacation and the other candidates are at a debate instead of lowering himself to the level of even dignifying the fact that there's even a competition because, frankly, there really isn't. And I'm always reluctant to say who's going to win before an election happens because traditionally in our election cycles, the early front runner is never the winner and you never really know what's going to happen. And there's always surprises. But with Donald Trump, I know what's going to happen with Donald Trump. He's going to win the primary. And I know this because there's no scandal that I could imagine that would come out that he would be that he wouldn't be immune from. What could they possibly say about him that would keep you from voting for him? Frankly, I was half and half on DeSantis many months ago. This is a long time ago, maybe the last year. I was thinking maybe I would vote for another Republican candidate. I didn't, I didn't know yet. But they kept indicting him. Now I'm definitely going to vote for him. Every time they indict him, it's like an endorsement from the deep state. I mean, if, the, if, the most, if Satan hates the guy, he's got to be good, right? That's your guy. Enemy of my enemy is my friend. So I'm undoubtedly going to support him. I can't think of anything that could come out about Donald Trump, save maybe proof that he was abusing children that would keep me from voting for him. He famously said, I could shoot somebody in New York and you know, my voters would still vote for me. I, you know what? I, I probably would. I would, if, if Donald, depending on who he shot, there is probably an 8 out of 10 chance that if he just murdered somebody downtown in New York, I'd still vote for him. Because you know what? The deep state, the leftists, they are trying to murder our rights every single day. And even if we draw breath, if we have not freedom, we do not live. So, yeah, I would choose the guy that murdered one person in the street in New York over the, uh, over the, the deep state entities and the leftists that are murdering millions by way of subjugating them every single day in this country. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 
Anyway, the U.S. national debt, debt hit 33 children for the first time in history. Must be the Jesuits. 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, 33, I don't know, but 33, 33, 33, 33. I'm trying to take this ring off. My finger's too fat. The U.S. national debt hit 33 trillion for the first time. ESGI financial president and CIO Ed Sedell discusses the nation's consumer debt predicament and analyzes the gold trade on Varney & Co. Okay, first of all, we knew that the debt was going to go up because the fractional reserve banking system is designed in such a way that the debt must always go up. Otherwise, the entire system collapses because that is how a Ponzi scheme works. You see, folks, when you print money out of thin air, you constantly have to have an increase in GDP that keeps up with the increase in the debt and the debt payments. Otherwise, the Ponzi scheme collapses on itself. And so you always have to increase the debt in order to fuel the system that reinforces itself in order to increase the debt again. The debt will never go down down in the United States, we will always hit a ceiling. It will always be a debate. It will always go up. Your dollar will always be worth less until it's worth absolutely nothing at all. And if we don't do something about it, folks, then this entire system will collapse one way or another. It's not a matter of if, but when. And I understand that our politicians have a tremendous propensity for kicking the can down the road, folks. But eventually, get to the end of the line. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back after this break with more breaking my fellow patriots the trifecta has not been in stock for years many of these products have been sold out for years but we've not had all three of them at once together at infowarsstore.com for 40 percent off this is your best opportunity at the lowest price to support the broadcast but more importantly experience dna force plus real red pill plus and body's ultimate turmeric formula all three of these products are back in stock right now for a limited time at 40% off. It would take me an hour to tell you about what's in DNA Force Plus or Real Red Pill Plus or Body Supplement Turmeric Formula. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about these products, find out why they're so game-changing, and get yours today. DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, all three back in stock. It's the trifecta sale 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on air. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at Band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I'm your host today, Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. So much crazy stuff going on in the world. We will be taking calls in the next hour, maybe at the end of this hour. I'm not ready to give out the number yet because there are a couple of stories that I want to go over. We spent a lot of time on this network talking about artificial intelligence. I specifically talk about AI quite a bit. Your Wi-Fi can see you. Now, this is something that we've known for a long period of time. Traditionally, Wi-Fi this has been an exploitable technology whereby the government can basically create a two-dimensional layout of your home. So what happens is when you're in your house and you have Wi-Fi on, these Wi-Fi frequencies bounce off of solid objects. 
and they bounce off in such a way that it can be measured and seen using certain technology. So from a top-down view, they can know how the rooms are set up in your house, where the furniture is in every given room, even where a person is based off of reading that. And then they can feed that two-dimensional image, that top-down image, into artificial intelligence. And now artificial intelligence apparently is able to render 3D models of what's going on in your home based off of your Wi-Fi signal. So whether you believe that 5G is harming us or not, Wi-Fi is definitely a window into your home. So how it works, Wi-Fi is electromagnetic waves in the 2.4 and 5 gigahertz ranges. It's the same thing as the light you see, only it can penetrate walls due to its much longer wavelength. So just like light and echolocation, these waves also reflect off various surfaces and when reconstructed properly can be used to create an image. Development of this technology goes back at least as far as July 2005, where researchers claimed that an IEEE symposium that they had created an ultra-wideband, high-resolution, short-pulse imaging radar system operating around 10 gigahertz, the application for which were explicitly for military and police use, providing them with enhanced situation awareness. A few years later, in 2008, researchers at UC Santa Barbara created an initial approach for imaging with Wi-Fi that they presented at IEEE. ACC 2009, a year later, they demonstrated the feasibility of this approach. So now with AI, they're able to use these learning models to ensure that this two-dimensional data that they've been able to do for 15 years is able to reconstruct these images into 3D models. The system uses a deep learning model that encodes the prior knowledge of human skeletons in the construction process of the 3D model. In 2019, former DARPA contractor Ray Liu launched his first commercial product in the Wi-Fi sensing domain, pitched as a way of making the world safer, healthier, and smarter. Healthier? What the hell? We're going to spy on you because we can make you healthier that way. The original military and law enforcement usages mentioned when this technology was born in 2005 were cast aside. The company claims the technology is so accurate that it can sense your breathing using nothing but standard Wi-Fi signals. So, God may be watching you, but so is the government. There is no such thing as privacy anymore. This is the danger of a government that has exclusive access to artificial intelligence technology. We are about ready to be faced with such overwhelming power from our government, such overwhelming surveillance that it's going to make the Patriot Act seem like... A Disney movie. Well, when you opened the show, Chase, you talked about the F-35 jet, you know, potentially being hacked. Think about people who gain access to these things. What if there's another Vault 7 leak or, you know, these zero-day exploits, things like this, you know, are uh, basically proliferated and, you know, wind up in the hands of our enemies? Yeah, absolutely. Well, against us. Yeah, I can imagine. They probably use this technology to do a layout of the, the Osama bin Laden compound before they did the raid on, on him. Hey, AI get, becomes sentient and then, you know, has a bad model that's based off of everything the Democrats say. And so therefore people are bad. Right. And therefore it goes rogue and kills, you know, all the people. Well, and just imagine, exactly imagine the are. leaks, too. Right. Just imagine if, if, they're, if they're doing if imagine if they're spying on some sort of a political candidate. Let's just give an example. Let's say that they're spying on Elon Musk because they hate Elon Musk. Right. And they just leak embarrassing stuff like, oh, every morning at 2, 2 a.m., 
You know, Elon appears to, appears to be pleasuring himself in this Wi-Fi data leak of the of the of the of the of the, of the X headquarters, right, or of the Tesla headquarters. Look what Elon Musk does in his office at two in the morning when he's working late. Like, this is the type of stuff that the government knows this information. This is the type of stuff that's going to, you're going to see little leaks like that and it's going to be cute and it's going to be funny, but ultimately they're going to use this information to just totally have control and spy on the American people. So check this out. Similar news. MRI meets AI imaging technology. So advancements in MRI technology, advanced digital digitalization of technology and the introduction of AI still in its early stages for the application, which I don't believe at all. I think it's way further than what we're seeing here in this report. Basically, what they're able to do is they're able to do short scans of 3D images, and, all, and then they can upload the images from an MRI scan to virtual reality software platforms and teach this artificial intelligence how to create an image of what a brain is thinking about. So basically how it works is they'll take people, they'll show them a picture of like a bird flying or of a building or a car, any sort of object, different emotions, right? So crying, laughing, smiling, smizing. They'll show people these pictures. They'll record what their brain looks like, and they'll do it thousands of times, not just on an individual, but on thousands of individuals so that they can create these models of, hey, here's 10,000 images of what brains look like when they look at this bird. And they'll take that, and they'll feed that MRI data into an AI learning model So the AI learning model knows that when it sees a brain scan similar to that, the person's thinking of a bird or a car or whatever the specific thing is. Then they do it across every single possible feasible object or concept, and they generate mountains and mountains and mountains of data, which is fed into this artificial intelligence to the point where you sit in the chair and they say, where were you on the night of September 12th? They've got an MRI scan recording your brain patterns so even if you don't say anything they feed that in to the machine and the machine will generate an image of what you're thinking about what has traditionally been science fiction is now science fact what now what has traditionally been conspiracy theory is now conspiracy fact we are entering a world war where not only can they see what you're doing in your home from satellites using Wi-Fi technology, but they can see what you're thinking in your head using MRI technology. Nothing will be kept secret from the state in the future. There are no secrets anymore. There is no privacy anymore. The Fourth Amendment is gone. The First Amendment is gone, as we've seen what's happened with Owen Schroer. The Second Amendment is gone. The 13th Amendment's gone, for Christ's sake. If you're working one out of four days for the government, unwillingly. We are entering unprecedented times, folks. That's why it's more important than ever to fight for freedom, to fight for freedom of the press, to fight for free speech. Because if you don't speak out now, it's going to be too late. It might already be too late. Maybe Maybe it's the end. Maybe this is just part of God's plan. This is how the end is catalyzed. This is how things fall apart in such a way to justify the second coming of Jesus Christ. Maybe this is just supposed to fall apart. But I do know one thing. If I know anything about Christianity, I know this. Even though the end is inevitable, even though God's plan is inevitable, even though the end comes like a thief in the night, we are called to fight it at all costs. There's one of my favorite moments at Game of Thrones of all time. It's when the guy with the, the eye patch is talking to uh, Jon Snow. And he's like, the greatest enemy of all is death, and the enemy always wins. 
but maybe our purpose is to fight it no matter what. So maybe it is the case that we are faced with entropy. Man has fallen. We are sinful. We cannot escape our sin without grace. And maybe the result of that sin is that every civilization must rise to a peak and then experience entropy and collapse amidst its own corruption. Maybe it is inevitable that the United States is going to collapse. Maybe it is inevitable that the government's going to take over and great injustices are going to be done to all of us. Maybe we are going to experience humanitarian crises and genocide again. Maybe this is going to be the worst evil that has ever been seen by any human being. But one thing is for sure, we must fight it to the very end. Even if there's only one of us left, we must fight it and never give up. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. Be part of the fight today and get the trifecta for 40% off. Get some great products. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions and coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. My fellow patriots, the trifecta has not been in stock for years. Many of these products have been sold out for years, but we've not had all three of them at once together at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. This is your best opportunity at the lowest price to support the broadcast, but more importantly, experience DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. All three of these products are back in stock right now for a limited time at 40% off. It would take me an hour to tell you about what's in DNA Force Plus or Real Red Pill Plus or Body's Open Turmeric Formula. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about these products, find out why they're so game-changing, and get yours today. DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, all three back in stock. It's the trifecta sale 40% 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on air. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. You guys got to put up some footage of this music video in the background or something. This is like one of the best music videos of all time. Shania Twain totally ripped it off, too, with that song that she did later on. But this is like the coolest music video I think ever made. I love this song. It's like I died of, I think he had heart failure. He smoked like two packs a day. But man, he had a voice. He could felt. I'm Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith. Harrison will be back at the end of the week, I believe. He's going to be on Tim Pool's show this week, so I'm filling in for him. 
been an honor and pleasure to be with you this morning. I will be taking calls in the next hour. I think this is the last segment of this hour, but make sure you call in 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. The sooner you call, the more likely that we can get to you by the end of the show, and I'll start taking calls in the next segment. In other news, Speaker McCarthy predicts Trump will be the GOP nominee and slams DeSantis as not the same level. This is this is what Fox News can come up with, folks. It's it's like okay, everybody knows that Trump's going to be the GOP nominee, and nobody cares what McCarthy says, but he's always trending, especially since he's bringing these new impeachment charges. So they're literally just trying to use these two keywords, and says DeSantis is not at the same level. It's not exactly slamming him to say he's not at the same level. You know, like if somebody were to come out and say Chase does a great job hosting the American Journal, but he's not at the same level as Harrison Smith, that would be a true. And B, not slamming me, right? If it's just like a statement of fact, Ron DeSantis is not at the same level as Donald Trump. So what? House Speaker Kevin McCarthy predicted former President Trump will win the 2024 Republican presidential primary race on Sunday, bashing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as not at the same level. He made the comments during an appearance on Fox News Sunday Morning Futures, which is a show that I did not even know exists and probably no one watches, with host Maria Bartiromo. McCarthy has previously remained neutral in the GOP primary, declining to endorse Trump in July, probably because he's terrified of facing the wrath of the DeSantis bots and shills on social media. I think that's enough of that. I mean, that's just like such a non-story, such a non-story. Anyway, this is an interesting story. He's 100% in. Matt Gates widely expected to run for Florida governor. I don't know how I feel about this. I love Matt Gates. I'm not sure that I want him out of office where he is and i'm not sure that i want desantis out of the governorship because then he's going to run for other stuff and frankly i'm not a desantis fan as a candidate for the president of the united states but i think he's done a pretty damn good job as the governor of florida i'm not prepared to bash him for that i like a lot of the stuff that he's done over the years as governor of florida and so do the floridians so i really hope that gates reconsiders this i mean i I, we're gonna say something weber i really hope that gates reconsiders this because I um, I like Gates right where he is, fighting against McCarthy, fighting the good fight on the national stage. Almost seems like a MAGA alliance play. You, think you know, so? where, where Gates is pressuring DeSantis to have to focus on, on the go- governor uh, race. Because, yeah. in my mind, I think DeSantis in Florida pretty much still has it locked up. Would there be a race tomorrow? He's going to win yeah. in Florida. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So does Gates put pressure on DeSantis to concede early and to focus on, you know, not losing? Because that's another aspect of politics. You know, if you've lost a race, you know, the Democrats will run losers left and right. Yeah. Right. Like Stacey Abrams, Rubedo. things like that, just because they've gotten name extreme name recognition. Right. That's a huge aspect. But if you're well, uh, as a fundraising tool, yeah, they'll run yeah. somebody they know is going to lose because it's going to because when their campaign loses, they give all their money to the party. Well, the, there's that if they're a player. Right. Right. But, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I got from the headline at like a 30,000 foot view. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that if you lose an election, your campaign funds have to go to the party of the campaign that you ran in. So you can pick, I think you can pick other candidates to give it to. And I think you can give it to the party itself. Yes. Right. Yes. Or a pack or, you know, divide right, it up. Right. And I don't know if there's a timeline for that. That's the other thing. I, you know, yeah. you, 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 you can't use it your, for yourself. Right. You can't just right. cash out. Yeah. Right. So there's an incentive then for 
the Democratic Party to run people like Beto O'Rourke in Texas, even though they know that they're going to lose because they know that every Democrat is going to be fooled into giving them, you know, millions upon millions of dollars in the state and pretend that they're going to win. And that all that money goes to the party at that greater level, which is, you know, political capital, right? Political that person capital. becomes kind of a little bit of a kingmaker. Right. You know, their endorsement goes a lot further. Right. Beto knew that he was going to lose, but that's what, what it, that's, that wasn't what he was running for. And I'm sure there's all sorts of kickback too, in terms of what he got as an incentive to run. Was that like a skateboarding pun or? No, no, that wasn't a skateboarding you know pun. Skate- do you know he can ollie? Really? Beto O'Rourke can do an ollie. Wow. Wow. It's good to know that he's good at something. So it is interesting take, Weber. I think you're right, man. Maybe they're running Gates as a way to distract DeSantis to weaken his presidential campaign. It's possible that Gates doesn't even want to be governor and he's just agreeing to run as part of the strategy. And Gates is going to, you know, if Gates and DeSantis are running against each other, it's sort of like a double dip because all the DeSantis fans are going to donate a ton of money to DeSantis in order for him to win. And then all the Republican supporters of Gates are going to donate a ton of money to him. And if either of them lose, the money just goes to the party. So it makes sense that these political parties would pit sort of their own celebrities against each other in these races as just sort of a fundraising effort. So the idea that Representative Matt Gates will run for Florida governor in 2026 has been the topic of several conversations in Tallahassee over the past few days, including during a reception Sunday night for the incoming Speaker of the Florida House. Gates has long been considered on the short list of those who will try to seek the Republican nomination for governor, a field that is expected to be crowded because the incumbent Ron DeSantis will be facing term limits. Oh, okay, so DeSantis can't be governor again anyway, it looks like. Or at least maybe, how, how many more terms does he have? I wonder if we can look that up. Sanders is currently running for president, but would have two years remaining in the governor mansion if that run falls short. Run falls short, rather. Gates, like most other Florida Republican politicians, was in Tallahassee for the designation ceremony of Miami Republican State Rep. Danny Perez, who, starting next year, will serve as Speaker of the Florida House. So it looks like he's actually not going to run against DeSantis because DeSantis is coming up on a term limit. But interesting to talk about that and think about that. In other news, Lauren Boebert may have broken the law with theater fondling. Did she break the law or did the guy that grabbed her boobs break the law in that case? Because, you know, it wasn't like she was like, grab my boobs. But Colorado Representative Lauren Boebert will not be charged for public indecency or otherwise after video footage captured her seemingly being intimate during a public theater performance in Denver on September 10th. Harrison covered this yesterday on the show. He had a hilarious call, which I thought he did a very good job responding to regarding this. I don't really care. And frankly, I'm happy for her. I know what it's like to get out of a serious relationship, too. And at least for me, there was probably a three to six month period where I was just like a little crazy. I mean, I dated women that I shouldn't have dated and just like I had a little bit too much fun after I was out of my last serious relationship. And I think she's probably just going through that in the face of her divorce. She's going through the, hey, I'm single again for the first time in a long time. I just got out of a relationship that was unhealthy for me for one reason or the other. And she got carried away going on a date with you know, kind of a crummy guy. So what, man? I'm Just give, give her a break. You know, if he who has not sinned can throw the first stone. But we will be taking calls in the next segment. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and call in 877-789-2539. Again, that is 877-789-2539. I want to hear what you think about this F-35, which may or may not have disappeared, which may or may not have been found. I want to hear what you think about the migrants flooding the southern border. I want to hear what you think about DeSantis versus Trump. Trump and the debates, all these persecutions, what's happening with Owen, all this AI development. What is on your mind this morning? Again, that's 877-789-2539. In the meantime, I do want to plug some of the great products that we have on the 
InfoWars store. The Real Red Pill Plus is back at 25% off if you buy it individually. Of course, if you buy any of these three products as part of the trifecta, you do get 40% off. So that's the Real Red Pill Plus, DNA Force Plus, and Bodies. With the dangerous toxins that lie within our water, we know that we need to filter out the bacteria, but as you age, filtering out all of those essential minerals as well can make you tired and slow. So the Real Red Pill Plus is back at 25% off or 40% off if you buy it as part of the trifecta, and it will help rejuvenate you. If you take it for a couple of weeks, you'll start to feel the difference. This is part of combating the negative side effects of aging. We can't do anything about aging. We're all going to get older. We all have to face the inevitable enemy of death, but we can make aging more graceful and easier, and we can mitigate the side effects of aging like less energy and tiredness. DNA Force Plus from InfoWars Life is back in stock at 25% off. DNA Force Plus is the perfect formula to help you support optimal energy levels while adapting your body to handle the daily bombardment of toxins. This is a great product as well. And finally, one of my favorites, Bodies. The perfect answer to whole body support is now back in stock at 25% off as well. Also 40% off if purchased as part of the trifecta. It's used as a medicinal herb for thousands of years. This turmeric is one of the most studied ingredients known today. This is absolutely true. I've worked with clients in my advertising business that actually sell turmeric or advocate turmeric. This is the real deal. This is more potent than any of the competitors out there. This product is legitimate and can help you with things like inflammation joint support mobility support flexibility support and other support as well make sure you visit infowarsstore.com buy any of the products that sound appealing to you my two personal favorites are brain force plus and turbo force plus i use both of those products every day as often as i can get my hands on them and i highly recommend that you find something appealing to you on infowarsstore.com and help keep us on the air by purchasing our great products today calls in the next hour 877-789-2523 the satanic new world order is betting against humanity they're betting on our weakness they believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down to the ashes of history but the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction not ours if we trust in god and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith and we put our trust we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us?